0: Today on the podcast, we want to talk about something that has recently been going viral on Connor's LinkedIn. As you all know, Connor is an absolute LinkedIn celebrity. I think, what is it, like, over 60,000 followers? It's, 50, 60, 000 it's followers. it's It's absurd, to be honest, but, you know, um, we're super happy for all the content he shares. Something he's been talking about lately, which has been... Um, a lot of people are talking about interested in is how English majors are going to be thriving in the world of generative AI. A lot of people, when, you know, OpenAI started being able to, for example, write articles and create all this content, people are like, oh my gosh, all the English majors, their jobs are dead because OpenAI is going to do everything for them. But as we're finding out a really, really critical part about using AI tools is knowing how to communicate. And this is something that English majors happen to be fantastic at. So Connor, what have you been seeing in this space? You've been getting all the the commentary, but fill us in.
1: Yeah, this has been really cool. So I've been actually saying this since last March. Like when I first saw this, I'm like, this really feels like a tool where if you're a good communicator, you know, you're really going to thrive on this, which is very unusual for people who sort of like study the humanities or in arts or communication or whatever it is. You know, usually a new software comes out and you sort of like tune out a little bit and you're like, OK, well, you know, I wish I'd done STEM when I was, uh, you know, in school or anything like that. But what we're hearing a lot lately and, uh, you know, even hearing it directly from uh, OpenAI, Sam Altman and, and Logan Kilpatrick and those guys are all saying this, too. But the stuff that I was posting about on LinkedIn has been coming from people who are you know, pretty prominent in like the tech sphere. And what they've been talking about is how important it is to understand natural uh, language. And so, I just want to sort of like um, talk about a couple of things. I'm just like checking out this article. So, one was from Bloomberg, and this was uh, from Nobel Prize-winning economist Christopher uh, Pissarides. Pissarides, I don't know exactly how to say his uh, name, but I'm just going to like read this. Uh, this is a quote from the Bloomberg article: "In the long term, managerial, creative, and empathetic skills, including including communications, customer service, and healthcare, will likely remain high in demand." as they are less replaceable by technology, particularly AI. And again, uh, sort of like a little later in that article, uh, again, this the Nobel Prize. We, uh, guy here is saying, the skills that are needed now to collect the data, collate it, develop it, and use it to develop the next phase of AI, or more to the point, to make AI more applicable for jobs, will make the skills that are needed now obsolete because it will be doing the job. He said, despite the fact that you see growth, they're all not as numerous as they might be uh, required to have jobs for all those graduates coming out with STEM because that's not what they want to do, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, point being that this is what he's saying. And also I'll just sort of like jump over also to uh, the Fortune article where it says the head of AI uh, for IBM, essentially, Matt Candy uh, announced, uh, what did he say? He said, rather than having us learn to talk the language of technology and programming computers, effectively, they're learning to talk our language. Uh, And he's talking about like, uh, you know, informant to train it like human behavior. And these jobs, you know, questioning, creativity skills, innovation are going to be hugely important. Anyway, I say all that to say that it is really, really important for and, and maybe the people listening to sort of like already get this, but it's always worth reinforcing. There's, it's so easy to sort of like say like, well, generative AI is huge, but I don't know how to prompt engineering or generative AI is huge, but I don't know how neural networks work, all that kind of stuff. You don't need to know how the software in your iPhone works either, people. Like what generative AI does unbelievably well is act like a human. And the best people who are you know, using it are the ones that can pretend in their mind that it's a human and talk to it like a human. That's what's so fascinating to me, and I just hope that like folks are like paying attention to this and realizing my skills are relevant in this world. But Jaden, I throw all that at you. Uh, how does that hit you?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is something I've started to to realize as well. I, we also had Sam Altman recently talking about this and saying, you know, really like the people that are going to excel in the next wave and who are going to be able to prompt great and use these AI tools great are. Or people that are good at communicating their their job across. It's really like if you're if you've perfected the skill or you've done well at being like a manager and communicating with people and instructing people on how to do things in a good way, like all that skill set there. Um, and I think it is a a lot of it is a big skill set because like when you think about working with other people, you definitely know someone that has like worked with you before that's told you to do something or asked you to help, and they did it in a horrible way that doesn't make yes. you like yes. want to do it, you know? And it's like I think even when we get to the point where you tell chat gpt hey i'm going to give you a 20 dollar tip if you do a better job and it does a better job like i think you having a really good skill set to work with other people and prompt in a good way uh and to frame things well and to organize your thoughts succinctly like it literally gives you better outputs which i think is such a like a fascinating concept i also don't know if like that will be around forever or the AI models will get around it and you could like ask it in the most, I don't know, like unprofessional kind way Mm -hmm. possible and Mm -hmm. give you the same response. Like, I don't know where we'll get on that, but um, it's interesting because I think the reason these AI models respond this way is like fundamentally because of how they were trained. And like, so a lot of people speculate um, if you're on like a, for example, like a coding forum and someone's like, please, 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 I really need help. My job depends on this. Like I am stuck on this problem. They're going to have like 10 people respond to them with really high quality responses. If they're just like, Hey bros, what's (laughs) up? Trying to do this thing for like this scam cryptocurrency. Like what's the solution? And everyone's like, go home. Right. Like, or, you know, like roasting them. So like, obviously funny examples, but like the, ChatGPT was literally trained on those examples that exist yeah. in the real world and they they manifest in higher quality results. So I think yeah. I think it's pretty accurate.
1: Yeah, I think so too. That's a great way to describe it because when people think like, well, why is it like that? That's a good explanation for why. And so, and again, if it's so one of the things that ChatGPT does better than it does anything else, and I would argue that it does this better than anything else, is imitate human behavior. And so, you know, even back in the spring, I remember the you know, New York Times when ChatGPT 3.5 uh maybe it was turbo came out, whatever it was. Point being, they were like, "Hey, listen, you know, we gave all these teachers uh, an example of fourth grade writing and you know, an AI fourth grader and a real fourth grader, and nobody can tell it apart." And it just shows that, like, it acts like this. So then, what is the actual issue, right? The actual issue, Jaden. And I talk about this a lot when I do trainings for corporations because a lot of the trainings I can't stand out there. Like, sorry if you're a trainer, maybe you're great at it, but here's the thing that 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 I find is missing out there. People are like, "Here's the use cases, all that kind of stuff." that doesn't get to the heart of like what this thing is. The difficulty and why people aren't using it for absolutely everything. Because essentially generative AI is just taking the user interface off AI and saying, use this for anything. And the brain doesn't handle that well, right? Because the brain needs to know the use cases, it needs to know the pattern, all that kind of stuff. But instead, like what you're thinking about here is like, okay, so if it's not gonna sort of like, if you're not gonna have like specific use cases, how do you deal with it? And the best way to do it is if you can kind of like train your brain, to really think of this as a human. And I, I don't mean that literally in some kind of creepy way. I mean, it just like, you know, your brain stops you because your brain sees this and it thinks Google and ChatGPT are the same thing because it automates that thing. And so you do a command response and then you kind of walk away. Whereas if you actually have like a real conversation, the the output is is absolutely incredible. And so that when they're saying, uh, you know, and when Logan's talking about like the six prompting uh, thing, you know, Logan over at OpenAI is talking about like, hey, ChatGPT put out their six, prompting principles, it's, and, I, and I'm and i going to be writing about this next week in a, in a thing that I'll be announcing, but, you know, it's not about, uh, you know, like putting together Ikea furniture, like step by step by step. It's like, if you replace in those prompting principles, like ChatGPT with your new intern, it's the same thing as you were talking yeah. about. It's like, how do you talk to somebody? How do you give instructions, give good examples, like say, pull from this document, et cetera. And that's where I think if people can kind of get their heads around that, that's where the real value starts coming in.
0: Yeah, 100%. I agree. I mean, I I like that example of like, if you just gave these instructions to like an intern, would they be able to figure (laughs) out like what to do? You know, I think that's a a great example. Because sometimes my chat GPT requests are slightly incoherent. And I'm just impressed that I mean, I am impressed that it can like typos and bad grammar, like you should figure it out, you know, but um, this
1: is the the funny thing about that too, right? Is that like, you know, it's so funny because people will, like, give an example. It's like, oh, GPT can't do that. And I'm like, let me ask you something. Let's say you got, like, the most brilliant intern in the world. And you ask them to do something, and they're like, oh, well, sorry, I'm not sure how to do that. We'd be like, that's it. Get out. Get out of it. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah, never, like, kick yeah, yeah. them out. Do you know what I mean? Like, and so what I see people doing who really use ChatGPT GPT well is when ChatGPT doesn't give a good answer, you like, hey, just answer that again. Or Ethan Mollick has a, has a great one, which is he's like, uh, anytime uh, – ChatGPT like says like, Oh, I don't really know how to do that. Ethan Mollick is like, yes, you do. You're amazing at it. You're so good at this. it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, and I'm talking about like, you know, like recognition of like uh, JPEGs in PDFs, like weird things, but he's like, no, man, you're so good. You got to believe in yourself. It's like, yeah, I am good. But that's what I mean. Like, if you can kind of get your head around that, get your head around sort of the fact that you have to, you know, you actually do have to train your brain to sort of th- talk about this like a human. It's very easy. And, principle, but try talking to a baby like a college professor all day, right? It works for a few minutes. And then you're going to go back to baby language because your brain with its automated neural pathways, it's like, that's not what this thing is, dude, go back, you know. And that's the really fascinating thing. So to me, it's just all about behavior. And that's why I love this notion that people who understand communication, who understand how to talk, who understand how to persuade are going to be outstanding at this. I love it
0: that's yeah a great point and for some reason that made me think it's gonna be fascinating to see like how we have to like learn to evolve or talking to chat gpt as it gets better and better but then i'm like yeah hey, it's probably not that hard for us because like i mean you have kids i have kids it's like i evolve how i talk from you know <laughs> yes. my two-year-old to now my four-year-old to you know it's the evolution anyways as it gets smarter you just kind of slowly go with it and figure it out but super exciting stuff i think major opportunities for english majors major opportunities for managers communicators in the ai space right now so really excited we'll make sure to keep you up to date on everything happening in the space if you enjoyed this podcast episode make sure to leave us a review if you're on apple or spotify seriously right now drop down find the find those stars rate it whatever you think and i, I hope it's five star but you know i mean we're open to feedback so whatever but uh yeah, give us give us a review. We really do appreciate it and we hope that you have an amazing rest of your day.